TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. All right, here we go. It's a Red Monday in Kansas City. The playoffs are all set for Super Wild Card Week. And going to be a fun week, honestly. Today's a fun day anyway. Not that I, not that we want anybody personally to get fired at all that, but it's just a, a busy and fun sports day because there's a ton going on. Playoff brackets are set. Yes, there's a lot of organizational changes happening across the NFL. We got a national championship game tonight as well. There's just a lot going on, and it is going to be a fun week and hopefully a fun ride for a few weeks. I know a lot more up in the air this year than in years prior in terms of how long this ride could go, but the Chiefs here on a Red Monday, know exactly who they will face off with. Obviously, the Miami Dolphins and Tyreek Hill is going to be a fun storyline all week long. We get that return trip to Arrowhead. Germany got it earlier. We get it now. The script writers, right? Aha! They knew that eventually he would come back here for this one. So they didn't want to burn it in the regular season. Look, I, I'll be honest. For the obvious reasons last night, I was rooting for Miami to win that football game. Of course. Game. Because that at least set up the possibility of Steelers in round one for sure. And then the possibility of the Browns Texan winner for round two in your building. If Buffalo the following, we could just go win. But this still is not the worst. This game, this game is not a terrible matchup for the Chiefs for a variety of reasons. The weather for starters, Miami is hurt, really hurt. They got a lot of players who are either dinged up straight up out for the season and so many things in between. So that's a whole nother factor into this thing. And I, at least for as much as Kansas city has struggled this year, I've already seen him beat Miami in a game in which they pretty regular, they controlled for an entire half for sure. Uh, contained one of the biggest plays of the season. And I saw them control Tyreek Hill and that offense. So my initial reaction was, okay, I feel okay about this one. I feel better than if it were Buffalo coming here. I'll say that. Yeah, and that l- luckily with the way things transpired on Saturday, once Pittsburgh won it was their game, unlikely, it, it yeah. took the Bills out of it unless the game was getting in a tie last night. By the way, no ties at all this year. For those of you that that bet, and there's always a bet every game, you can bet like 15 to 1 for a tie. Not a single one happened this year. Not a single tie happened in the 2023-2024 season. And yeah, the, the, the scenario last night when, when Miami was up, before that punt return for a touchdown for the Bills, all the momentum was on Miami's side. Josh Allen was throwing interceptions left and right. And it looked like, man, this might actually be the dream scenario. of Pittsburgh coming to Kansas City. The Bills then going back to Miami next week. And maybe the Bills upset the Dolphins then. And yep. that means Buffalo would have gone to Baltimore. And all, all of that 
Yeah, unfortunately, that's not the case. And, and we can talk about the, the path and the road ahead later in the, as the week goes on for Kansas City. But, yeah, it's, it's the Miami Dolphins coming here. It's going to be a phenomenal uh, storyline week. And, you know, Kelsey's got his podcast. I don't know if Tyree Kill's still doing his in-season It Needed to Be Said podcast. But the, the trash talk and who knows what's going to come out of the mouth of, of Tyree Kill during the week, that's fun, right? It's going to be a fun week for that. You're right. They already played each other, although I would say – uh, the Dolphins, because of their injuries and how they're playing right now, feel a lot different than how we did when we were discussing them in, what was that, early November when the Chiefs were in Germany and Frankfurt taking on the Dolphins. And it seemed like it was two of the best teams in the AFC because the Chiefs' possible path, which we'll get into further, goes like, if you had asked me week nine, I would have told you those are the four best teams in the AFC and they're all pretty much equals. Ravens, Chiefs, Bills. Um and, and Miami, I would have thought that they're all on that equal footing. But the Dolphins are like, what are you? Two weeks ago, they got absolutely lambasted by the Ravens. Three weeks ago, they actually beat the Cowboys, which seemed like a good win. But then they lost to the Titans inside of the month of December, too. So, I, like, I'm not sure what they are other than I know that they're hurt. I know that they're hurt, and I know that in from a talent perspective – I know that they have more offensively, but the difference between these two defenses is greater than the difference between the two offenses, if that makes sense. Like, whatever gap that the Chiefs might have on Miami's offense, and there is one, and it shrunk significantly due to injuries over the course of the season for Miami, the Chiefs' defense is significantly better. Like, I mean, it's not even close. Like, those two are night and day. Between the quality of play they've got, Miami's played a little bit better defense lately or they were playing a little bit better defense lately. They got some turnovers last night, really courtesy of Josh Allen, and still couldn't, you know, for a while, get anything going offensively to get knocked out of that game. And that was the whole weird thing. It's like, they had the Bills on the ropes. You were the two seed. You were going to be playing in 90-degree weather in Miami, kicking your feet up for the week. And instead, instead, you have to come to a stadium in which the current projected temperature, including wind chill, is negative 10. How's that sound? How's that sound for a matchup? All because you couldn't keep a punt return from a touchdown and then let Josh Allen get comfortable again. Yeah, they did. I mean, that the, the way the game played out, though, if you are looking from a Miami perspective, like the narrative, everything that's uh, with that Dolphins team right now, not only their, their performance last night late in the game, but the weather and the injuries and all of that, like this is going to be one of those where it, you wanted the Pittsburgh Steelers if you're Kansas City. But if you're now looking at Miami and if you're a Dolphins team, like that's going to be the angle that Mike McDaniel, I'm sure, takes with his team, right? That everybody's counting you out, saying you can't play in cold weather and all that, which, by the way, they might be correct for saying that. We will have all week to talk about Tua and cold weather games and what the history has shown us for the Dolphins franchise, even in cold weather games. It's not good, as you would suspect. Turns out they get pretty comfortable playing in that sunny Miami yeah. all the time. I think the difference in where there's probably some confidence uh, for the opening round weekend, even though it's not Pittsburgh, if you're a Chiefs fan, is that if you're going to have your own flaws, and certainly the Chiefs do still, that can you make mistakes and still beat a team like Miami? Absolutely. Could you still make mistakes and beat a team like Pittsburgh? Absolutely. If you would have had to play Buffalo somehow, could you get by with mistakes? Not so sure if the Bills are on, right? If the Bills are on. Sure. And, and so in this game against Miami, um, I, I do think that the Chiefs, and we'll have all week to talk about this specifics, but I, I do like the matchup, man. I, I do. Now, it sucks for the eventual path, the results last night, and 
You sure. can worry about that later, right? Because you got or the worst gotta, possible path. Or you might have to go to, if it goes to, to seed. Buffalo and Baltimore. But it's also the postseason, and, and typically you're going to play good teams along the way. Yeah, you want breaks, no doubt. You would have preferred Pittsburgh coming here. We've talked about that a lot. But, man, oh, man, the, the, the fact that uh, the opening round game, if I would have told you Miami seven weeks ago was the opening round game, I think you're a lot more nervous sure. than what you are today when you factor in how the Dolphins look, the defense of the Chiefs continues to show week in and week out. They're legit. No more questioning that. And when you see that it's going to be miserably cold. How the hell did they lose a game to Buffalo in which Josh Allen essentially had four red zone turnovers or four, four turnovers on the plus side of the 50, multiple interceptions, and I'm counting the one where he threw the ball short of the sticks right before half and they got zero. They tried to gift wrap the game for you. Because that's the whole thing that, you know, like, what makes Miami scary at any point this year, Gold? Like, when you were talking earlier in the year, what has made them scary at any point this year is, boy, they can light up the scoreboard. They can go nuts. They can put up as many points as possible. And here's the situation. They went three and out, like, three out of four possessions last night. They punted on four or five straight. And at the end of the game, still couldn't get it done. They just didn't look comfortable at well, any particular point. It's the same splits if you look at, when they played quality playoff teams or, or f- above 500 teams, I should say, and how do they perform offensively? I mean, it's, it's, it's that dynamic that all became a bigger and bigger narrative. Their, yeah. their one win against the Cowboys, right? That was like the one against the Cowboys was the one that everybody focused in on. Was like, wow, maybe maybe the Dolphins figured it out. Because the my, only time they beat a decent yeah, team all year. Because reminder, the Cowboys ended up winning the NFC East and are the two seeds. So nobody can say, oh, well, the Cowboys aren't that good. I'm not telling you the Cowboys are going to the Super Bowl. But we can't say they're not good. They're the, they're the two seed in the NFC, all right, and they found a way to win the NFC East. Yeah. So they're, they're a they're good, good team, but that's it for the Dolphins. Like, that, is the, that is the one game. And on the flip side, we'll have the time to analyze the Chiefs. We know their struggles. Uh, if you look at who made the playoffs, it's not like the Chiefs had a, you know undefeated record against playoff teams and rolled through them. They, I, I believe they're what, one in three, one in four or something. Well, they lost to Green Bay, they beat, for sure. They, they beat they, Miami, they so lost there's to, one and one. They lost to Buffalo, that's one and two. Lost, lost to, to Philly. Philly, that's one in three. Um, is that the only playoff teams they face this year? They play Miami. They play Buffalo. They play Jacksonville. Jesus. Who's not in the playoffs. So, so oh that was God, one that Jackson got knocked out all of a sudden. Yeah. That one was one where everybody was counting and it doesn't. Anymore. Lions one in four. Yeah. So I think they're one in four against playoff teams. So it's not like the Chiefs have just dominated. No. But if you go in each game separately, right, we know what the Lions game was like. No Jones, yeah. no Kelsey and the the drops and, and everything like that. But I'm, I mean, obviously, this is a fun week, and this weekend, Super Wild Card Weekend, joke about the name all we want. Like, there's some really fun matchups that we'll have time to discuss. Storylines all over the place. Most importantly, what the Chiefs have to do. Again, because of the short week, it's another week, by the way, where the Chiefs have short rest, unfortunately. Um, now, the, the, the Dolphins, of course, ended up playing late last night. People are but, um, asking in the text line about what we can do about this being, thing being on Peacock. Now, I'll say, I know every single person who listens to this show does not live in the Kansas City metro area. If you do, you're good. great news. You're square. The game will be on 41. You don't have to worry about it. So whether you got the antenna, you got 41 somewhere else, you're squared away. You can watch the Chiefs without having a subscription to Peacock. You're outside the market. Sign up for the free trial. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, either do the this free- is about dollars. There's no yeah. other thing behind it. The NFL would just like some money for their partners. Yeah, either do the free trial or it's $5.99 for one month. But uh, if you're in the case here, you're good. You should also just listen to the game as well, audio-wise, on uh, on 610 or on 1065 The Wolf, our sister station, and pregame, postgame on, on 610 Sports Radio Saturday. I actually like the, the time of the game, I'll be honest. Like, we can argue about the streaming, and yes, would it be better if it was just always not on a streaming platform? Of course. But again, locally, it's not going to matter. 
I like the Saturday 7 o'clock. I do. Saturday, Saturday night, you know, one way or the other. If the Chiefs lose, uh, you don't have to go to work the next morning. If, if the Chiefs win, you get to enjoy Sunday and watch all these other games. And only one other game and, would have taken place, so then <laughs> everyone else still has their whole lives ahead of them, including Monday Night Football. That part of it is what you like? Yeah. No, I, I really do. The Saturday night is, one, you don't have to wait as long also for the game. You know, I was worried for a little while that the Chiefs were going to get, if it was Chiefs and Bills heading into the weekend, you know, that they were going to end up getting stuck with the Monday night game. Instead, that's going to be Bucks and Eagles on ESPN. I, I was wondering we were going to worrying we have to wait all the way till Monday, and then they were going to get a short week again. Now they play Saturday night. If, if they handle their business against the Dolphins, then they would at least have a day extra yeah. on most likely the Buffalo Bills, who they would play in the second round, which whoo, 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 what an atmosphere that would be. Pre-storyline on that. Yeah. I'm mad. I'm mad at the Chiefs because mm-hmm. they should have killed that team. They had a chance to bury them. Could have. End their damn season. And instead, you might have to go to their building in Buffalo in the divisional round. Ugh. Although Kansas City has a- is absolutely in the head of Buffalo from a playoff perspective. So that adds a whole other layer. That matchup itself would have a million storylines, by the way. Chiefs versus Buffalo, a team that they've owned. Chiefs versus Buffalo, a team they should have ended the season of. And in addition, in addition to that, Patrick Mahomes' first ever road playoff game? Yeah, I think I'd be interested in that storyline as well. So it kind of has a little bit of everything. But the Peacock thing, look, I, I get the people who are... I understand the people who get frustrated by this idea that they're doing it. Because, Gold, you were frustrated. You're like, man, I got to pay for Peacock just to watch this NFL football game. It stinks. Yeah, I signed up for, by the way, I signed up for one month during the December game. Already canceled it. Already have it through the weekend anyway. So yeah. it would have been... Would have been fine, but Welcome again, we're to capitalism. Watch I don't know what to tell you. Like this is about the NFL trying to profiteer even more cash out of it. That, or if you believe that Peacock is trying to get maximum amount of dollars because they wanted Taylor Swift fans to subscribe to Peacock and keep the service. That's a good conspiracy theory. It's an A plus conspiracy because honestly, I think I kind of believe it's it. a, it's a fun one that's been floated out there that the NFL purposely put the chiefs on Peacock. So all the Taylor Swift fans will sign up. Not a bad one. Not not a bad strategy either. Not bad at all. That one I can't I believe it. That one I think I can't, it probably is how it went. That one I can't balk at as much as some of the other crazy lunatic uh, theories that get out there. Uh, that one's not bad. I could see it. Honestly, because think about it. All it takes is one meeting where Peacock's like, hey, which games do we want to bid for? And just say, hey, what if we just agree to take the Chiefs no matter the opponent? We don't care if it's Pittsburgh, a kind of meh game, or if they get a good one, right, and it's Tyree Kill and return to them. We'll just take whichever game the Chiefs are in because then we'll get all the Taylor Swift fans to subscribe to Peacock. It is a red. It doesn't sound all that crazy. It is a red Monday brought to you by the Xfinity 10G. Get a reliable home network so everyone can work, stream, and game at the same time. You guys can always hit us up on the Jay Southland Toe Service text line 913-586-7610. We'll be talking all things Chiefs, Dolphins today throughout the entire week. Also, it is Black Monday in the NFL. We'll get to that in 15 minutes or so. Already, what, two head coaching uh, changes and a GM change happening in the league on top of the ones we already knew about. Figures to be more throughout the day. A lot of interview requests already going out. So we'll stay on top of that throughout the show. And it's a big day in Kansas City, in Jackson County, specifically as there's a meeting later on today to potentially move forward with putting the Chiefs and Royals plan to extend the three-eighth mm-hmm. cent sales tax on the ballot in April. But that requires things getting approved through the legislature, uh, a.k.a. Frank White, uh, today. We'll get to that, I promise, coming up in about 20 minutes or so. Yesterday's game, look, it was a glorified preseason game. The Chiefs, it's nice to have 11 wins instead of 10, right? The record looks better. It sounds better and all that. And if you're Chris Jones, 
you ended up. It took a while. You ended up getting your extra money. Third down has been an issue for the Chiefs on this drive. Stick in the pocket to throw. Big chase and he's sacked. Who got him? Chris Jones got him. It's a seven-figured sack back at the 25-yard line. And the sideline is going crazy. Chris Jones is doing somersaults and snow angels. So is his family. Mitch Holtis, Dayton Hughes there on the call, of course, yesterday at Chiefs Radio Network. Chris Jones, it took a while. I was nervous, I'll be honest. I, I thought, give him two drives. He I hated he was still in the game in the third quarter. It all ended up working out, so we can laugh about it now. But I, I was definitely nervous. I was like, give him two drives and get him out if it doesn't happen. They left him in way more than any of us thought. He gets his incentive. And you saw the reaction on the sideline, right? All his teammates wanted him to get it. That well, was fun. That made it worth it. Now that we know we didn't get hurt or anything like that, good for Chris, good for his teammates. I, I still think we have to point out, though, that it's not extra money. It's money he could have already had, but uh-huh. his agents um, cost him it. Cost him money that he's fortunate to get back. This is what he said yesterday about making the money he knows he lost. Oh, it feels amazing, right? I lost so much money um, holding out. So I'm just making money back that I lost, honestly. So it feels good. All right, but I'll tell you the truth. When I was walking into halftime with head coach Andy Reid, he didn't seem like he was ready to throw you back out there to get that last half sack. What was the negotiation to let him let you play? The last drive, um, he gave me the finger as in this is the last drive. I had to beg him coming off of this because the play before that, we got the TFL, and I'm looking at him hollering, one more drive, coach, one more. He gave me the finger one more, and I'm like, I'm praying to God. While I'm walking out, I'm like, God, please let me get it. This is the last one, and um, God is good. You should have offered Easton Stick a little bit of money. Oh, man. Um, <laughs> he just went down, right? And, um, I got to send him flowers or something, man. Such a good sport. You could see him talking to Easton Stick on the sideline. Dude, this was a risky, risky Oh, they rolled move, the dice. Dude. Andy rolled the dice. Are you kidding? Sam Laporta, do I have to go through the list of injuries, catastrophic injuries that seemingly happened in this final week of the season between a number of playoff teams? It was scary. Now, there's really two things to be learned about this. One is that everybody does love Chris Jones. His teammates love him. They will. You well, know. We're getting Rolexes, so they also are excited. Yeah, but they love him. Dude, they love him. They all wanted him to get this moment. It was incredible to see everybody on the sideline. Patrick Mahomes, the whole sideline went nuts for Chris it Jones cool. when he finally got it. I also learned something I think we knew about Chris Jones, or at least it was a reputation for him, which is in games in which he's like feeling it and motivated, Chris Jones can do whatever he wants. He had the most pressures in a single half for any player in the entire NFL in the last five years in that first half against the Chargers. Why, you might ask? Because he knew he had 1.25 million reasons why to do it. Yeah, who's not going to put max effort more than you possibly ever could when you know you got that kind of money at stake. I mean, like they're by the way, they're called incentives for a reason to incentivize you and give you more reason maybe to go out and do something. And that's exactly what it was. It, again, we can laugh about it because it worked out. Obviously could have been the opposite though. And I'm not just talking about him not getting his, his money. I'm talking about if he would have got hurt or something like that, you can, yeah, I can promise you that would have been the story today around this playoff game suddenly, but it's not thank goodness. Uh, and, and props to, to Chris for getting his money back, as he even mentioned. I know a lot of people are wondering, he like, well, how, how come? Back. He lost money. Well, sure, but he got some of it back. That 
why did he get a play and why did Travis not get a play? Andy Reid w- was talking about uh, Chris Jones for starters and uh, or for Kelsey, I should say, and not wanting to uh, to be selfish with the record. Travis might he is a humble, humble guy, and so he just it, it's different because of the financial part of it with, with Chris. He didn't want to be selfish or come across as selfish. I mean, everybody's all the players want him to play, but he just goes, you know what? I don't like the way it feels. Um, He's not into that, and so he chose not to play. And um, um, I, I completely understand it, uh, but that's that's him. I mean, that's most guys would have gone out and probably done it, but he he, uh, he said, "I've got a lot of records. Uh, this one here, um, you know, I'm not I'm not going to do it this way." So 16 yards short. It's seven straight, a thousand yard seasons. Again, the next closest is Greg Olson with three. So he still has the wide gap. Uh, it's a great look for Travis. Not that he needs any more positive PR, but just you know to say that hey, no, I he I, looks like the ultimate team and, player. And there wasn't. I think the key there is it wasn't like with 16 more yards, Kelsey got an extra half a mil. Chris Jones, a sack, got him an extra 1.2 million. So there wasn't the finance. If if Chris Jones didn't have a financial incentive, they weren't going to have him play just so 10 sacks sounds good. No, it was you know or a historical record. It was it was a little bit different there. That's why it happened. I, I think we were surprised that Kelsey didn't play. But clearly you heard from Andy there. It was Travis Kelsey ultimately was given the option, it sounds like, and they would have let him play a drive or two, and uh, he decided not to, which we'll talk more about the implication of that because I'll be honest, kind of love it, man. A fresh, healthy Travis Kelsey come wild card weekend. Sign me up for that. Doesn't seem all that bad. While we're continuing to monitor Black Friday and all the head coaching interviews and all that stuff, the commanders have requested an interview with assistant general manager Mike Borgonzi of the Kansas City Chiefs. No surprise. For their possible GM opening. You're going to hear Mike Borgonzi's name, and you're going to hear Brant Tillis's name in this cycle probably multiple times. This is where we've talked about for the Chiefs for years. For the amount of success that they have had, the lack of people picked off from their front office is kind of surprising. Borgonzi's been a very good assistant general manager for this team for a number of years in which they've had a ton of, ton of, ton of success. He was at one time the director of player personnel for this team during runs in which they were acquiring really good amount of talent. So you would have thought somewhere on the line he was going to get a call. Commanders have requested interviews with a lot of different people, by the way. It's not like Borgonzi's the only interview. But at the very least, that's the first Chiefs name we've seen show up in this cycle, which is Mike Borgonzi's getting a you know a requested interview from the Commanders. And again, I mean it's it's still happening pretty quick anyway. I mean this is we're just now into Black Monday. I mean there, the Panther, the uh, the Falcons, will talk about. It. I mean they fired their coach at twelve oh one last night in Arthur Smith, but a lot of movement happening. And we know Ryan Poles is the GM over in Chicago. He was kind of the first one of the group, if you will, to, to leave, right. And get an yep. opportunity. He's in Chicago. He's got a fascinating off season ahead of him and, 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 and what to do Say and whether or not you keep in fields or not. But yeah, we'll, we'll update you throughout the show on any, anything that relates to the Chiefs specifically on both coaching firings um, that, that could happen and impact interview situations in Kansas City as well. Our NFL playoff coverage on 610 Sports Radio brought to you by Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views. Up next, though, let's talk a little bit more about what's going on in the NFL today. We know a couple firings have already happened. What does it mean for the future of these organizations, including the big name out there? We still don't know the future of Bill Belichick. What could happen there and how it could impact the team in the AFC South? That's next. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my word. 
even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. It's better over here. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. A left 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medella. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame... You deserve this ice-cold reward. Modelo, the markable fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Reminder, coming up on Friday, it's our third annual playoff Pilsner beer release party out at Cinderblock Brewery. It starts at 6 o'clock. Dusty will have after hours starting at 6, broadcasting live. The entire 610 crew going to be out there. We're going to have F3, uh, F325 barbecue. It is going to be a fantastic weekend. Look, by then, by Friday, it's going to be cold, so come on inside. Like A lot of the snow and stuff is going to be out by then. Come on in and uh, get warm with us a little bit and drink some beer. It's going to be a ton. Our Il Padron playoff Pilsner once again. Can't wait. I know the weather is going to be a little dicey, but that's fine. I don't care. Close for me. Yeah, and... We're good. It's not happening tonight. Yeah, the playoff yeah, Pilsner party's Friday. It'll be cold, but that's why you go inside. Yeah, that's the whole point. It's not an outside party. It's in January. We'll be good. It'll be fine party. by Friday. Today you know is going to be up? today and tomorrow will be a mess. Playoff Pilsner. That'll warm you up, which will be a great time as always. Like you said, Dusty be broadcasting. We'll all pop on. If you haven't had a chance to meet us or we meet you, we like that interaction and finding out the people have been like, hey, I've listened for 10 years. You're like, oh, cool, man. It's actually nice to meet some of you. If sometimes. they listen for 10 years to our show, they're lying. Uh, okay? just to the if they listen to us for 10, they're just lying. Well, maybe they were fans of me before. I was in the market. Maybe maybe they followed you around everywhere you went. Uh-huh. You never know. They listened to you in Boise and Wichita. They've just been in your whole radio career. Have you yeah. been in radio for 10 years? Have over, I been in radio for over 10 years? Over 10, yeah. We've been in radio at the same time, so whatever yeah, your answer over is, is mine. A little over 10 years. Today is a huge day in Jackson County, and sure major is. implications for the Chiefs and the Royals. Of course, we're talking about the stadium conversation. You all probably have seen by now, we were well off the air, but Friday afternoon, Friday evening, the Royals and Chiefs put out a joint statement. The first time we really had seen that, acknowledging their plan, right, which is to extend the three eight cent sales tax, which we all assume, but they had never come out as a joint statement to my understanding yes. and said that extend the three eight cent sales tax in Jackson County and promise to stay in Jackson County. If voters would approve that in April, ideally it also mentioned uh, some of the concessions on the, and they claim that they will make right. Having to do with the insurance costs that aren't the, in the current deal, which would save the County, uh, you know, a hundred plus million well, according dollars. According to Frank and, White, $7 trillion, but right. yes, point well, taken. And the park levy situation. These are all things that had been rumored, but we saw it in writing from both teams. I think it was a positive step forward. Well, then very quickly after that, Frank White's office and Frank White put out a letter basically uh, saying, hey, whoa, whoa, there's, we haven't agreed to anything. There's no formal agreement reiterating uh, where he has been, which is still not really providing a solution, just saying, I need more time. There's seven years left on the lease. What is the rush? So today, though, there is a meeting in Jackson County with the legislature, and this is the meeting 
that would be required to move it forward out of the legislature. And then no matter where you're at on publicly financed or John Sherman, you're gonna vote it, on it. let the public decide in April. That's what today is about. That, that has to happen today to move forward. The actual deadline is what? The 22nd of January. But this is a huge day for actually getting it on the ballot in April. I'll be honest, though, as much as I am totally with, hey, let the public decide for crying out loud. You can be against it. That's cool. But let the public decide. I still do not like the fact that all signs point to the Royals' favorite site now suddenly being the old KC Star site. And the reason for that is how many times we heard about the Ballpark Village, which, by the way, John Sherman has committed to a billion dollars of his own money to pay for, but the Ballpark Village, which would in turn – bring in more revenue to the club, and you would like to think, at least they are saying, then spend more money on the club. Now, you can roll your eyes at that, but that's their plan. We've been sold for a while. Yes. I don't know this to be 100% true, but everything I can tell about the KC Star site, Cody, sure feels like they won't be able to do the exact same ballpark that Village, which maybe means not as much revenue coming in, which maybe means not as much revenue to spend on the team, which wasn't that the whole point of all of this? Look, I... So when I saw the joint statement, obviously that's good. You get the Chiefs on your side because there were rumblings earlier that day that suggested like, hey, you know, because the Chiefs know, right, if this thing falls through and they got to just go their their own way, they'll go their own way if that's what it takes, which would seem bad for the Royals' possibility of staying downtown in Kansas City with Jackson County and making that work. But the closer we get to ideally a finish line one way or the other here, what the hell is Frank White's problem? Can he stop being the only wet blanket in this situation? Like, it seems like he's just gumming it up to gum it up. They sent out a powerful joint statement between the two professional sports teams with their very clear, outlined intention of what they are willing to concede and what it is they are asking for. And Frank White, 13 seconds later, sends out this thing and be like, hey, we didn't agree to Jack. I was like, that's not what the thing said. So cool it. And you're like, okay. So he is obviously the single biggest holdup remaining in this. Yeah, if, Let's if, just be if, honest. He's the single biggest obstacle hurdle. Him, not the deal, not what they're asking for him personally. Yeah, if this thing doesn't end up on the ballot in Jackson County in April, he will be the reason for that. Now, you can disagree uh, with what the Chiefs and or Royals are putting up or not putting up and the deal. and all, But if at this point, now after the joint statement, if it doesn't come out of the Jackson County legislature today or by the January 22nd deadline that sets up an April ballot, where, by the way, there still has to be campaigning. I mean, there is a short timeline here, even for the Chiefs and Royals on the, you know, getting the message out to the public, which they haven't both, neither has done a great job of getting the, the message out to begin with. But that will be the holdup. One person, if it doesn't happen. Today's a massive day. Today is a huge day for that. I still, again, I just, the Casey Star site, just not a huge fan of it. I think there are, no, you know, 80 plus, bi- 80, always made the most 80 plus businesses that you would have to go through and try to buy out. I just think there's a lot of work on that, the KC star site, and it may not give you the same vision that you were hoping for initially, but that seems to be based on multiple reports that that is suddenly the favorite site. And we know Clay County on Friday, we got the news that they were notified by both the, by the Royals that they're not pursuing that. We kind of thought that was the direction it was trending. Yeah, we did the Royals, uh, what they needed financially, uh, based off population in Clay County and all that, you were talking about a one-cent sales tax, which is something, understandably so, Clay County was not going to agree to. And uh, so it, it's Jackson County all in right now. 
That's I mean that's that's where the the Chiefs and Royals are all in on Jackson County right now. I just now. don't know what the like. I think the the frustration is always this is like statements from Frank White are like we want clarity and uh, transparency, and I'm like you've never said what you want. All you ever do is wait for the Royals or the Chiefs to release stuff, and you never you have never made clear for one second what it is you actually want out of this. What is the what's the holdup? Where's where's your problem? Do you want 110 million instead of 200 million? Do you want uh, instead of three eight cents, do you want it to be like five percent less than like state that well, hang up in the deal? I don't know this is true or not, but one individual continues to talk, right? Manny Abarca, yeah. uh, Jackson County Legislature, who has been on Fesco in the morning numerous times. He was tweeting over the weekend as well. Here's he hit. This is his answer to why. And again, I don't know if it's true, but I can just get you're asking, like, what does yeah. he want? This is at least what Manny Abarca claims Frank White wants. He says he wants a billion dollars more in his budget to further increase your property taxes, increase his own office budget. It's the only significant priority to propose in his 2024 budget, not spending the expiring $66 million in, in ARPA money with nonprofits vetting and asking for those funds, not spend down his over $100 million in a general fund. Uh, and he gives, obviously, this is just his, this is just his yeah. take. He's claiming that's the holdup, and that's what Frank White wants. Obviously, there's political motivation on everybody's side. I understand that, but I'm just reading. He's the only person that talks, so I'm going to keep mentioning what he's saying. He's the only one that's talking. That's true. The Royals have said from the very beginning that they were honoring the gag order, essentially, version of this, right? That these are supposed to be private conversations, which I guess Frank White could say, too. He's not even doing that. He's just waiting for every time the Royals and Chiefs seemingly try to, like, stand together arm in arm and then instead throwing, like, just the wettest of blankets on it. I'm just so ready. I really hope this meeting goes well today and that the Royals announce a site. Announce that this is That's the plan and that it's going to be sure. on the April ballot. There's a chance by the end of the day that we know that this is on the April ballot or is heading towards an April ballot for them, but they got like 10 days to figure it out. And this meeting today is very important. I will remind you, they had a meeting like this on the books like two, three weeks ago. Nothing came of it. Yeah. But now we are obviously even closer to the deadline they have to be to be on the April ballot. Fingers crossed. Where are you at on the KC Star site? I would prefer the East uh, Village location. It's the same thing. To me, it it's like... doesn't make any sense. Um, there's already some built-in infrastructure there, and I don't like the idea of displacing this. Part of what I like about the East Hill Divide is you're taking a part of the city... Correct. ...that is underdeveloped, and you're putting this new, cool thing in downtown Kansas City that can be still close enough to the parts of downtown that yeah, have they, been developed over the last 20 years and connected close enough. Yeah, I mean, the Crossroads is already... Location. We, I mean, the Crossroads has already grown... Yeah, And again, I, I don't know the exact business number. That's why I keep saying like 70 plus or 80 plus. Like you, you, you have, you have established businesses already. Including the first strip club I ever went to. As somebody pointed Temptations, out. Yeah. <laughs> Someone pointed yeah. out of the text line. I've been there before. God, yeah. could you imagine if they took down the, I, the only I'm glad time you went, I went. I'm glad you went in time, Cody. You know, <laughs> before it's too late. <laughs> that place, my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. I would just prefer developing a different area. That's all. I always liked that site better. I thought the vision for it was better than all of a sudden this last minute contender. But part of me always wonders like when the last minute contender of the site shows up, this might be the thing that helps the Royals get the deal because they're like, Hey, we'll ask for less from the city because we're going to get a better price on this area, whatever it is, right? Whatever makes dollars and cents. I'm not against it. I would just prefer East village. If given the choice, I don't think I'm as adamantly against it as you. What's bugging Drew? If this isn't allowed to go on, this is not a society. This is anarchy! 
All right. Uh, this happens in, in a lot of sports, uh, youth sports even, guys. But we're going to particularly reference the National Basketball Association. And this would be a report uh, coming from The Athletic pointing uh, to disconnect between Lakers players and head coach Darvin Ham. But to the point now, guys, where players' agents are contacting the team directly to complain <laughs> about their players' role on the team. So they're being... So they're being... Those, that, that that one youth parent, that one youth parent who complains to the coach and just moans this, and whines, it's bothering. It's it's annoying. These are adults. Yeah, You're not good enough. This, the head coach is not going to play you. And I get it's the Lakers, but it is embarrassing. Wow, they're having their agents call because that's their ticket out of town. Uh, yeah. But also, isn't this how things have gone multiple times with LeBron, with the head coach? Like we don't. Hands getting up getting fired. Like correct. This, this has happened. We've seen this. I think we all know how it likely ends. Yeah. They're gonna trade away some guys around the deadline, which is coming up, right, in the NBA. Yeah. Um, and there's a good chance, decent chance, Ham ends up getting let go. But uh, I saw the Lakers, what, they lost last night, didn't they, to the Clippers? Did they win? They did beat the Clippers, they but they, they okay. have been on a streak of, okay. of uh, losses. Yeah. I think they sit currently ninth with, yeah. with the win. They sit ninth in the in the West right now. It's okay. I wonder what the longest, I'd have to look it up, the longest tenured coach in LeBron and in, in, in the with LeBron might be Mike Brown. The problem. It might be Not Mike him. Brown going back to his rookie tenure. That's the longest tenured coach. A, a coach has been there without getting fired. Uh, it's, it's incredible. That's what's bugging drew up next. We get right back into the chiefs uh, player that did sit yesterday. And one team that might be emerging as a new AFC contender. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. It's better over here. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device, credit, service, ported, 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh, oh. 